Let's bring in Sharon Gordon. You've been around for a while now talking us through this, making us better informed about this fascinating topic that many of us have tried or want to try or well involved and can share their experiences with us. Uh, Sharon is the columnist for Saturday Star and owner of Lola Montez, the premier adult brand in South Africa. Very good afternoon to you. Oh, we seem to have lost her. We shall bring her back again. Um, can you hear me now? Ah, I can hear you now. Thank you. You know, it's, a, it's that typical Zoom thing. Can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> that should become a fetish. Can you hear me? Um, yeah. It, pro- it probably what, is one already. It probably started yeah. during COVID. Yeah, okay. I guess so. So we've gone through many fetishes. And today we're talking about the inner fetish. Tell us more about that. What is it? Well, um, I'm not really quite sure. I couldn't, I couldn't really find any information about it, but I suppose that it's one of those things, you know, I always say that we've got, um, three drawers in, in, in our minds, you know, mm. that if you had a filing cabinet in your head, um, what would it be? So the first one would be the sort of fetishes and the, the, the things you'd like to, share with people you know so so if you're in a bar and somebody says to you oh what's your fantasy or what's your fetish or whatever you know you'd 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 be fairly safe saying oh i'd like to have sex in a public bathroom or whatever you know nobody's Mm -hmm. going to really judge you for that you know you can use i'd like to drink the nurse or whatever and then i think this in the second um the second one is um the, the draw that you would only with somebody that you're really into with, you know, so maybe um, something that's a little bit more risky, you know, something that you'd like to try, maybe a little bit of BDSM or whatever. And I think that that's one of the things that you can um, use, but only with somebody that you're intimate with, because you must always remember and I think when we talk to children about sending selfies, uh, you know, of themselves, just remember that what you share. Um, can be used against you, which mm. is why the third draw is what you keep in your head. You never, ever, 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 ever share those with anybody because unless you're doing it anonymously, because it will um, eventually appear on your divorce papers or on the front page of the Sunday <laughs> Times or something like that. So you, you really don't ever want to, 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 to do those, you know. So I think but that somebody, you might find somebody who's got Similar thoughts as yours. You may very well, mm. yes. You know, the, the whole, the, the, the last three weeks we've been talking about how do you start this conversation and how do you enter into this world of fetishism. And I think that, again, we come back to the, fir- the three golden rules is that, you know, it's got to be safe, it's got to be sane, mm. and it's got to be consensual. And the, 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 the next golden rule with all of this is is that if you're going to be approaching your partner or if your partner is approaching you, whatever you do, don't react badly. Mm. You know, don't go, ah, no, never going to happen. You know, are you sick? You know, etc. So you, you need to just deal with it kindly, really, and say, oh, that's interesting. Where did you hear about it? Is it something you'd like to pursue? And then you, 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 and, Last week we were all talking about soft 
and hard no's. Mm. So hard no is definitely not going to happen. And unforce me, that will be the end of that. And just no is, yeah, you know, I'm not sure. You know, it's, 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 it's one of those wishy-washy mommy maybes, you mm. know, maybe we can, maybe we can't. So I think that you need to, and you also need to understand yourself is, is what do you think you would be prepared to try and what do you know that you won't try? Mm. So th- this question is relevant now from suffocated sexually Lindy from Pretoria who says, how do I communicate my sexual fetishes to my husband when he constantly uses the Bible to shame my sexual needs? Sure, that's a hard one. Is mm. I think that I, I think that the Bible is often used mistakenly. Um, and now I know I'm going to upset a lot of listeners. Um, so, you know, if you do use the Bible to, to justify everything, maybe don't listen now because I do think that it's been completely misinterpreted. So even when you look at the section on um, masturbation, which is in Genesis, mm. um, it, it's, it's, it's not, you know, if you can find the word masturbation in there anywhere, and if you can find the word playing with yourself and pleasing yourself anywhere, then I'm happy to debate it with you, but it actually has very little to do with uh, masturbation. It has to do with the whole Levitite law about, you know, taking your brother's wife as your wife and making sure that you produce um, an heir for your brother, not mm. for yourself. And therefore he spilled the seed. So what is, what is the sin? Is the sin that he didn't obey Levitite law in terms of impregnating a woman who was, who would then inherit everything and he would get nothing or, you know, because he certainly wasn't playing with himself or by himself. He was, he was actually re- breaching another law. So getting back to the, the, the Bible shaming thing is, is I think that, that it's a real shame. And I think that you need to have a, a very honest conversation about whether that's acceptable in your relationship. And then whether you're prepared to continue to put up with it. And, you know, whilst I, I think that your relationship, maybe you can live around it, um, I don't think that you should be shamed in any way. I think that as long as it's, it's, it's safe and sane and it's something you want to explore, then, you know, I don't think that there's place for shaming in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And maybe it's too late as well once you are married and you deliver that news to your husband and you realize, oh, my word, you know, this is what I've discovered about myself. And now it's, you know, it's too late as far as he or she is concerned. I mean, I guess there's no perfect time, is there, when you introduce this conversation? And look, I think, and the other thing is there is there is no convenient time. I mean, mm. so we, if you think about most people, you know, we, we're exploring our sexuality in our teens. Um, in our 20s, we're having terrible sex. It's not great. We th- you yeah. know, we think we're bulletproof, we're having lots of sex, but it's really not, you know, you, you haven't learned your body yet. You don't really know what you want. You haven't learned about all these wonderful things that are available to you unless you live you know, maybe my, one of my children because, you know, they grew up with it around them. Mm. But, you know, there are very few people who have access to that kind of information and pleasure. And then in your 30s, you're already married and you're having your first one or two children. And then you start discovering that, oh, 
we could do this and oh, we can do that. And oh my goodness, this really turns me on. And I think nothing started the fetish conversation until after Fifty Shades of Grey. And, you know, we can debate whether it was a good book or a bad book, but what it did is it opened a world of change for everybody's sexuality. Mm. And so, um, you know, so now you're in your 30s and now you discover that you like your bottom being spanked, you know, and you think, Oh, where did that come from? Mm. And now it's having a conversation with your partner. And I mean, I think you said last week that you'd studied it in tens, you know, sort mm. of S and M for 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 six months in the UK. Yeah. And yeah, you'll know that it didn't come to them suddenly. No, you know, it creeped it creeped up on them. And I think that we are de- all humans are developing and growing and changing. And, you know, the, the, the difficulty with pleasure is, is that pleasure changes from day to day. So what worked for me yesterday, you know, three ticks on my nipple and a little slap on my bum doesn't work for me to. And, no. but, but how do you know that unless you're exploring other stuff? Okay, so I mean, so, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think what you asked a question about that book, I thought it was particularly bad, but it was so bad that you could actually skim to all the good bits, couldn't you? Very quickly. Here's another question from Anonymous. I don't understand BDSM. How can people get pleasure from pain from being whipped, slapped or handcuffed? It baffles me. Okay, so the nice thing about it is you don't have to understand it and you don't have to participate in it. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing, and and don't. But I mean, if you've ever been blindfolded and and experienced heightened touch and heightened sound and you know um, all that sort of stuff, then you've played in the area a little bit. Um, so I'm not into pain. I think if anybody tries to hit me, they'll get a very big surprise and get smacked back. But I don't knock it because it's it's just not my thing. And mm. if it's not your thing. Don't judge it. Don't do it. Don't judge it. But if your partner wants to do it, then maybe you can start talking around how you can make it pleasurable for them. And just remember your safe words, obviously, because that's really important in all play is, is that you play within the boundaries of what you set. And you set those boundaries before you start playing, not while you're playing, because you will often um, enter into a zone where you might do things that you don't want to do. Mm. Um, and when you come out of that zone, you'll regret it. So rather set the boundaries before you start the play. Another question from Anonymous 2. How do I tell my conservative wife that we need to shake things up in the bedroom and add something different other than missionary? Again, nice dinner, take her out. And, you know, I, I don't think do it on the short strokes because then it hurts everybody's feelings. But it's very and and the chances are she feels exactly the same way because, you know, even conservative people can have great sex. Mm. You just need to find a way that, that tickles that conservative fancy. And, you know, she's probably been thinking about it too because, you know, we all get bored. You know, I don't know one person in life that never gets bored. And we do get bored of the same old, same old. Um, but I wouldn't go straight from missionary to swinging from the chandeliers and tying her up, eating her, you know, baby steps. <laughs> oh, that could work. Shock them. 
Yeah, you know, um, and, and because I'm in the industry, you know, with Lola Montez is obviously sex toys are, are the perfect place to start because they're not scary. You can buy a little bit of something, something, and you can play, you know, with a toy and make it your wingman and add it to the repertoire. Mm. You don't have to go to something really wild and fetish like you, you just are don't. Are there scary sex toys out there? Oh yes, I think even for me. Um, so, so you know, these huge, big anal plugs and things like that scare me, and I don't. And I know that they a necessary part of some people's play, mm. but most boys, specifically the ones that we stock at Lola Montezis, they're pretty. You mm. know, they little, they look like little, they tiny little things, and then you know. And the one thing that I always find surprising is women will always buy smaller, and men always like to buy bigger. They <laughs> and, and try and convince them that bigger is not better; it just needs to do the job. Mm. And then we explore what that is. Joyce says, "I find role playing very awkward. How can I get into it?" Practice. Practice, practice, practice. You've got to practice. It's just like talking dirty. Mm. If you want to learn to talk dirty, you have to be comfortable with the words in your mouth. Role mm. play, you're comfortable in in the in the act. So so start acting it. Act it in your car while you're driving. I always think acting in the car is a fabulous place because you can be anybody you like in your car. Mm. Um and the more you practice, the more comfortable you will be. But again, you know, ask your partner whether it's something that they would like to try. Mm. Um, I've got a funny story, and I, I think I have shared it because, you know, I tell everybody. But um, my partner and I, and I thought, okay, well, I'll shake things up. I said, like, you know, if we were to do a little bit of role playing, like what, what would do it for you? And he said, you know, I'm not really role playing. I said, but come on, man, just mm. like give it a bash. Come up with so he says, okay, hostess, great. I searched high and low for an airless outfit. And he got home one day, was in it, and I said, chicken, as he walked through the door. That was it. It was hysterical. We laughed. <laughs> Sex, but we laughed. So, you know, you have to. So, so some, something will work. Some, something will come out of that, but at least try. Yeah. Uh, we've got an important message to listen to, and then I'm going to come back to you with more questions. Okay. No, we won't. All right. Another question for you. I'm in my 40s. I've never reached an orgasm and I feel so frustrated. I've tried everything to try achieving an orgasm and I'm ready to give up. Okay. I'm assuming that this is a woman who's who's written this because, um, you know, there's this whole thing that, that we talk about called the pleasure gap yeah. where a lot of women really battle to, to orgasm. So, not to be too specific and too um, judgmental or anything, but the chances are that the fact that you can't orgasm is because of you probably had a very conservative um, upbringing. You were probably shamed for touching yourself. You were probably, um, you know, and and so a lot of it has to do with 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 your head. So if when you're having sex, you probably, you know, we're, we're, don't fall pregnant. And if you just think about the words fall, you know, fall is sore. So, mm. you know, don't fall pregnant. Don't be a slut. Don't, we, you know, g girls have this, this, this upbringing where, 
we are expected to be virgins till the day we get married. And then that evening, we're supposed to, you know, be sex goddesses. And it very often doesn't work. And more people don't have orgasms than do have orgasms. So you, you, you're in a majority. My suggestion would be that you need to learn how to please yourself and what pleases you. So you need to do a lot of exploring on your own body and relaxing. And um, there are toys that almost guarantee an orgasm. One of the, all these new suction toys is Satisfy, Womanizer, Weaver. They all brought them all out. They work on air technology. But unless you're out of your head, Nothing's, sorry, nothing's going to help. So you, there is help out there. You can see one of very many sexologists who are available in this country for that kind of help. But it starts with you. You have got to do the work. And it means that you have to explore your own body. You have to feel your own pleasure before you can share it with somebody else. Uh, talking of sharing, another message from an anonymous. My husband has asked me to start giving him kisses down below. I feel disgusted. I can't imagine doing it, but he does it for me and I love it. What can I do? Force yourself, my kind. Force yourself. Yeah. So, um, good for you. I'm sure it's going to be lovely for him too. Yeah. I, I, look, I think the thing is, is, is that if you know there's there's obviously a reason why you feel a little bit yucky about it um maybe it's smell maybe it's the taste maybe it's he's not groomed enough etc so maybe that's what you do is is that you have to get him to shower before groom himself make sure it's nice and clean um and then start slow mm-hmm. and you know Keep eye contact because the, the thing about um, doing that is is that you want to get him to a position where he doesn't know whether to close his eyes or look at you. And, you know, eye contact is very sexy. And they, I, I could teach you a lot of different tricks on how you can do it without actually doing it. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> they must but just get in contact, touch with you. Contact, but, but I should imagine that a lot of people feel um, – that they're not confident enough that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, and you know, sex is a team sport. You've got to ask for guidance. Like, is this nice? Do you enjoy this? You know, harder, faster, slower, tighter. You know, it's mm. ask and 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 give feedback because it is. You know, and I always say to guys, you know, got to listen for the dolphin, and the dolphin when she's going. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That means no, stop. Mm. Doesn't mean that's not. So listen for the dolphin and you will also make those sounds and listen for the dolphin. You know, and if it's if it's dolphin sound, then stop. You're not doing it right. Okay. Uh, let's listen to a voice note. Hi, please man, help me here. Um, if a woman is experiencing these hot flashes, does that thing end? Because, you know, uh, makes a woman not to really get involved in in sex. Um, so I wonder if does that end? She's like 50, 53 years. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, so I think this is a repetition of last week's question. 
um, which is sort of the menopause question. Yeah. Yes, it does end. I'm not sure the hot flushes ever end because I don't know when mine are going to end. Yeah. I get them at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's like clockwork. If I wake up in the morning at 2, it's a hot flush and I know it's 2. So I don't know. And yes, it does. It does end, but it does require work and it does require understanding. And um, yeah, so there is, but but it's it's a long road, so be patient. Mm. Um, another question. I really struggle with expressing myself sexually. I feel repressed. I live off erotic books and movies. I live for those characters who are free sexually and demand their pleasure like those raunchy rap songs, but I'm forever bound within my own body, lacking the means to let go and enjoy making love to the fullest. Where do I start? Also anonymous. Three, three tequilas. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, look, I mean, I it's think, not, I think, not bad I think advice. about, yeah, no, I, 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 and I, I, I say it flippantly, but I actually mean it because, you know, one tequila, three tequila, four tequila floor. So don't nev- never have more than three because you don't want to lose your faculties, but you do want to take the edge off. And so I think that again, it's practice. Um, you need to start small. You can't, you can't do big steps, but yeah, you've got to, you know, and if you need help, if you need therapy, if you need to see a sexologist who can help you work through all your insecurities, um, then do so because life is too short to have horrible sex. It really, you, it really is too short to have horrible sex. Mm. And if you, if you feel like you need more, then, you know, demand it. And what's the worst thing that can happen? You'll say no and you find somebody else who will. Make sure Very that you briefly. have the best. Thing. Sorry, Sharon, I thought I'd lost you there. Um, because we've got to wrap this up. Um, anything new out there that we might never have heard of that's crept, or not even crept, that is that has entered our world on the sex front, fetish-wise or other? Um, yeah, uh, there's there's nothing new at the. I think um, from toys-wise, the late inventions of these air pulse technology toys, which are fantastic and new. Uh, fetish-wise, I think we spoke about them. I think that financial, um, the first one we did, which was financial domination, was certainly new to mm. And I've spoken to lots of people since then. Nobody would heard about it. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't think anything new. Everything's just a repetition and a rehash of what we've had before. Um, I think maybe we're just talking but more, which is great. And it's been wonderful talking to you, Sharon Gordon. Thank you so much. Columnist for the Saturday Star, owner of Lola Montez. Check it out online. Go and find out what it is that she's selling, the premier adult brand in South Africa.